Hello, 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 Boss Babes. Welcome to our other series of mini-sodes featuring Boss Babes in the Ottawa Valley and Lanark County that go beyond entrepreneurs and business owners. We are recognizing role models, activists, corporate leaders, and working professionals who are breaking barriers, sparking important conversations, and championing for change. We want to be inclusive and embrace those that are making an impact, are changing their communities, and are bringing awareness to topics that sometimes have the potential to generate controversy. Because ambitious and powerful boss babes aren't just making waves in the entrepreneurship world, and they too need to be heard. Now let's kickstart the conversation. Welcome to Boss Babe Corner. Heritage Hearing Care has been helping ears to hear for over 24 years. We are an independently owned clinic with an experienced and knowledgeable team of audiologists, hearing instrument practitioners, and support staff, which includes six women who were either born and raised in the Ottawa Valley or who have been here for decades. Our services are patient-focused. We offer diagnostic hearing assessments, tinnitus assessment management, hearing aid and assistive device consultations, custom hearing protection, wax removal, and so much more. With diverse service models and affordability for each individual that we see, our goals are to improve the lives of families in our community and exceed expectations when caring for our patients. We take care of patients from age two and up from both the Ontario and Quebec sides of the Ottawa River. As Renfrew County is such a large area, we offer remote clinics in Deep River, Barry's Bay and Petawawa. We also have monthly visits to Supple's Landing and Riverview Heights as well, because sometimes life is easier if we come to you. Whether you have questions about your own hearing health or that of a family member, we're here to help. Get in touch with us to book an appointment by calling 613-735-0776. Check out our website at www.heritagehearing.ca and find us on Facebook too. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Boss Babe Corner. Any parent knows how frustrating it can be when you're searching for things to do with your little ones and there are limited age-appropriate activities and programs, especially in rural communities. Sure, the library and early on centers have fun playing spaces, crafts, and story times, but perhaps you're searching for something that offers fun activities that have physical, social, cognitive, and developmental milestones in mind. Armed with nearly two decades of experience as early childhood educators and sports coaches, these two babes deliver fun and engaging parent and child experiences, which encompass their three pillars of learning, social, physical, and cognitive with activities and programs that are strengthened through intentional play. Please welcome Connor Bell and Emily Prudhomme, the co-owners of Speckled Frog in Carlton Place. Hi, guys. Uh, we say hello. <laughs> I don't know. They can hear you. Absolutely say hello. (laughs) How are you babes doing this evening? We're good. Thank you. Yeah, we're awesome. We're so excited to be here with you. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your evenings to join me and sit and chat all about your programs and your services with Speckled Frogs, guys. But first, let's back up a little bit here because I want to know how the two of you met. This is actually a really kind of wild story. I don't know if we call it like the universe or destiny, but (laughs) definitely fate. The world has brought us together now three times. Mm -hmm. Um, We originally um, met in elementary school in grade grade seven or eight. Mm -hmm. Um, Connor like was uh, coming back to that same school. She'd already attended that school um, and was coming back. So um, and I was new to the school and I'd heard all about Connor and how she traveled everywhere and lived in Africa and 
all these cool places. And I was really actually excited to meet her because I growing up was moving every year as well myself. So I found a lot in common with her that way. And then also she like, was like a really great friend in grade eight and helped stand up to um, <laughs> my, my, uh, my elementary school bully. Um, so she was yeah, like, right from the bat, like from, from the start there for me. Um, and you can tell how we met yeah. again, we kind of grew apart. Um, after okay. high school, like as as we do, mm-hmm. went to universities um, in separate areas. So yeah. next we met. So then, yeah, after college, uh, I got married young and moved to Shanghai, China. And I was one night just in a dive bar in this tiny little hole, um, having drinks with my husband and our friends. And in walked a guy I knew from Kempville. And I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm here with my girlfriend, Emily Campbell. I was floored and was like, you need to get her on the phone and she needs to come here now. And there we were in Shanghai together, best <laughs> friends again for yeah. about eight months. Yeah. Um, and then Emily left with her boyfriend. And then again, last year. Yeah, this is 10 years after we had um, regretted our friendship in China. Um, we both were at the Beckwith um, Park at the Recreation Center. Um, and all of a sudden I hear like, hello, Emily. And I was like, oh, no one knows me here because I mm-hmm. just moved here from Alberta myself. And I figured it was for somebody else, but no, they were insisting like, Emily, I know, like, Emily, and it's like, it's Connor. And I was like, <laughs> so thrown. I was like in the middle of nowhere in Beckwith. Yeah. Um, there's Connor Bell and her husband and now her two children, which I have, haven't met or seen <laughs> before. So, um, <laughs> we were like, yeah, just like, this is so surprised to see each other and it turns out that we are next well two doors down from each other like yep. neighbors yep. <laughs> shut up guys yes. that's yes. wild that never happens yeah. you know and now three times so at that point we were like okay that we, we need are, to be best yeah, clearly we are soulmates <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the stars keep aligning us together yeah. it's meant to be well yeah. what were your first impressions of one another because I'm always interested to hear these stories yeah <laughs> like Connor like it's the same as she is <laughs> Um, louder than life and just like so full of energy and like she's the one to like push you into doing scary things that you don't want to do but are like totally great for you so um she she was the one that um pushed me to starting my own business and now two <laughs> so she's still very much the same person that I met um now 20 20 some odd years ago yeah, well yeah <laughs> and I think similarly like back in elementary school again as Emily said I was Coming back, I was uh, had been living in Poland for a year and a half and coming back into a school where, I mean, I, I didn't have that great friend group anymore and I just got, fell right in with Emily and she was so kind and willing to like welcome me in. She had a big family, so I was always around at their house, going to the pool, swimming with you guys. Um, it was just easy friendship from the start. Yeah. And then, you know, you grow apart, but we've always come back. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But Connor, your experience working as a kindergarten teacher led you to China, like you were saying. So I want to know a little bit more about that experience and what made you decide to go out there as well as how you overcame the language barriers and adapting to an entirely different culture, because I I could never imagine doing that. So as you said, I have lived all over. My dad was a diplomat. So we um, traveled around. We, I lived in Poland. I lived in South Africa. Um, so when I got married, when I was 22, I knew that I didn't want to stay in Canada and my husband hadn't really been anywhere other than when I dragged him over to Europe with me at 19. Um, so we decided to pick up and go to Shanghai and travel Asia for just six months, um, which turned into 10 years. 
So we got over there. Um, we started as uh, kindergarten teachers. That experience led me to meeting some Chinese investors. We opened up an international preschool there. Uh, we also opened up a company called Totspot. So we did um, like language learning for Chinese uh, children on the weekends. My husband ended up being um, a partner in a soccer company over there, which I helped with. And then finally, we ended up owning Speckle Frogs in Shanghai. So that had already been in operation since 2008. And we bought into that uh, right before leaving. Um, in order to own a business in China, you have to kind of prove that you're contributing to the economy and the culture as well. So to be a business owner, you have to have a certain level of language um, acumen, I guess. So I had to do a lot of studying and I ended up having to write my HSK, which is um, the language testing. So by that point, I was almost fluent and could read and write in Mandarin. Um, wow. which really helped in business. Yeah. And uh, my son, it was his Mandarin was his first language as well. It was pretty easy to overcome the culture barrier then when you can speak the language. Um, but we loved it there. And the lifestyle was incredible. And just all the opportunities and the travel. It was great over there. I think for me, the biggest culture shock was up, honestly coming back um, really? after yeah nine, nine, almost 10 years there. Um, we came back when COVID hit in Shanghai and we were put into like real lockdown. We weren't allowed mm. to go by countries. We couldn't walk our dog. We were stuck in our apartment. So we got um, special accommodation from the consulate to be able to get on a flight and come back to Ottawa and kind of wait it out. We thought it would be like SARS and over soon. Connor was pregnant. Like and I was pregnant. Yeah. pregnant at the time. So when we came back, we just figured we'd wait it out for three weeks and then China shut their borders and we couldn't go home. So we lost businesses, our home, our animals, everything. And I was stuck in my mom's basement, fully pregnant and trying to figure out life back in Canada. And I think mm -hmm. that was a big culture shock, especially yeah. with all the opportunities we had over there and all the programs for kids. And the, as I said, the ability to travel and, you know, the nightlife and we had a nanny, like it was different. And then we came back here to be like, Ooh, how do I be Canadian again? So I think the biggest culture shock definitely was coming <laughs> back. You definitely missed a big chunk on your bio on your website there, Connor. <laughs> Holy smokes. But that's wild. <laughs> Do you think then if COVID never hit, you would still be there? You and your family yes, would still yes. be in China. A hundred million percent Connor would still be there. <laughs> wow. I, I was pregnant. So we had we had plans. I didn't want to do another child all alone over there. Yeah. So we had plans to come home, but it was like definitely expedited. Yeah. And by not, not by choice. Yeah, not by choice. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I would think that like not only not only getting outside of your bubble and exploring like a whole new, a whole new culture, a whole new country, like learning everything, but opening up a business there. Uh, it's already scary to go into business yourself because you have no idea what to expect, but that's really, really yeah. putting yourself out there. Good for oh, you. Yeah. This is the essence of Connor, <laughs> <laughs> which what I was trying to describe earlier is like, she will really push you um, beyond like what you think your boundaries are. Um, and like, great things start to happen. <laughs> Some people decide to climb a mountain or Mount, Mount Everest and Connor decides to move to Shanghai and yeah. <laughs> launch a business. <laughs> okay. So it's COVID everything's shut down. The world is like gone to poop. You welcome your child, Connor. And then where does the idea for speckled frogs to come into play? When did you guys launch this then? 
That is a great question. So this is like when we first met um, at the park, we were both um, actively looking for recreational programming for our little ones. So Connor at the time had a two-year-old, um, I have a three-year-old, and we really could not find really anything outside of the early on programming here in Beckwith and Carlton Place. Um, and because we work um, during the days, early on was not really an option for us. Mm -hmm. um, so there was like just a huge lack of programming for like the toddler and baby age group um, in our area. Um, so we did end up actually enrolling our little ones into like a recreational program last summer. Um, but we weren't really exactly happy with, um, we were not happy with the lack of structure, I guess. And um, we just knew that we could do it better, especially with like Connor's experience um, and expertise with speckled frogs in China. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where we, we started. Yeah. So when we got talking about it, we were like, what can we do? How can we do this? And I brought up, I'm like, well, I've done Speckle Frogs. I've done it for three years. I've got all the branding. I've got all the, you know, the experience with it. Let's just run with that. So it was kind of the easiest start because we didn't have to do, I mean, start from square one with branding mm -hmm. and name and all mm -hmm. that. Like it was done. It was ready. And we could yeah. just kind of pick it up and start it. Mm -hmm. So Connor, where did you come up with the name Speckled Frogs? Well, this was, it started as a music and movement company in Shanghai. Uh, back in 2008 and yeah that like all the songs everybody knows speckle frogs and the person that we had purchased it from actually um she in her classes she would just call all of the kids speckle frogs she didn't have a name for the company at the time and it was really organic in that's what it should be the kids are known as that and we sing the song all the time and it's actually our flags obviously flagship song in our music and movement class um we sing it almost every every week and the kids love it yeah <laughs> So I want to talk, ladies, about intentional play. So mm -hmm. what is it and how have your programs been structured to set children up for success through self-directed play? So intentional play um, is kind of the freedom to learn and explore in a structured environment. So it's mean it's allowing um, little ones to reach milestones through repetition, engagement, um, and encouragement from parents and in kind of like a I guess a less is more approach. So we're giving them the freedom to make their own choices and to interact, but within a set environment. So with the Singing Speckled Frog song, um, every child gets five little frog props when we play it. And it encourages not only counting, if they're old enough to start that counting, um, numbered object understanding. So I know that, you know, this is one frog, this is two frogs. Um, it's encouraging drama or interaction, following instructions. So we're giving them one set environment or one set activity, but then there's the freedom to manipulate that learning. So it's structure well with freedom. And that's intentional play to me. So we can either plan every second of our child's day with activities or opt for a quick fix of the TV or iPad, but then worry that they don't learn how to play independently or feel that we don't carve enough time for shared quality playtime with our kids. So ladies, how can we unintentionally create intentional play? Yeah, so intentional play is all about the end game, right? So instead of just going to the park and relying on your child's imagination and will to free play, um, I would suggest like set up targets, games, activities. Um, so for example, like if your kids are on the swings, um, Instead of just pushing them on the swing, let's say like, let's how high, high how high can we go? Or um, let's let's see if we can do 10 swings up and down. 
um, turn it into a game um, and like something that they can learn from. Yeah, give them challenges. They're almost like mini challenges while they're playing. Um, is Can you think of any other ways to go down a slide? So it turns that their interest in play into something that's developmentally appropriate and it is they're learning something from it. Okay, well, Connor, what's another way to go down a slide? <laughs> go, down back, go down backwards. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to advocate for going down the slide backwards here. <laughs> I was going to say any other way than just like straight down sounds like um, maybe not so directed on that on that front. <laughs> Oh, no, one of your main classes that you guys offer are year round soccer classes, which I love. I love, love, love this. So tell us why including soccer was crucial to the vision of Speckled Frogs. Um, so like the most crucial thing for us was to offer something that was year round, um, that could play throughout winter, summer, spring, any weather. Right. Um, so we wanted something that was structured and planned as well. So that was really important when we were planning our, mm -hmm. our soccer program. Yeah. When we put, um, we did put our daughters into another soccer program over the summer. And unfortunately, because of humidity and mm -hmm. rain, we found like our, our, soccer classes were getting canceled all the time through no one's fault it's it was the weather so for us we found that you know we were missing out on that routine our daughters were not happy when they had to skip because they don't understand what humidity is and so we definitely decided that when we were going to do it it was going to be indoor we're using a temperature controlled turf year round we run january to december there's never any lull i mean we we do um, stop for major holidays, holidays. Mm -hmm. but we wanted to offer that, you know, consistency to parents and to kids, you know, you're not going to miss out. We're running all year. Mm -hmm. um, and then also that structure of the planned programming as well making sure that again, it wasn't just come and kick a ball and do, you know, learn with mom and dad. We, all of our lessons, we have five games every week. Uh, the lesson plans we repeat every two weeks. So the kids learn through repetition. And I'll tell you, the second week they are so much better mm -hmm. than the first week because they remember they remember mm -hmm. what we learned last week so there is that structure there is that routine and there's that repetition I think it's really important that we offered something the parents were benefiting from and the kids definitely mm -hmm. were getting something out of rather than interspersed kind of summer activities especially with how much children and parents have missed out over the last few years um, with COVID going on mm -hmm. like we just didn't want parents have to miss out for any reason mm -hmm. so we're excited about um, the indoor soccer and mm -hmm. what that has to bring to our programming. Now, how often are the classes and when are they and what is the age range? So we offer, we do soccer classes every Sunday right now in Beckwith uh, Rec Center. Um, Sundays at eight and eight in the morning. Uh, we start, it's actually from 8.05 to 8.50. Um, and we do have, we have baby soccer. So that's from 18 months to two and a half. We have toddler soccer, which is two to three. There is a little bit of an overlap just because we know that, you know, some two-year-olds are ready to play with three-year-olds, whereas some need a little bit more time. Uh, and then we have our kids class, which is three to four. And the response has been great. We're almost full. So we're thinking of opening up uh, a new class coming soon. Um, but soccer, it's, it's so much more than just soccer. Um, I think a lot of people are like, why am I putting my 18 month old into soccer? Um, but as I said, it's so much more. They're learning physical literacy, body manipulation, movement, balance, control, you know, their attention, spatial awareness, um, waiting turns, you know, th that's super important, especially while they're getting ready to go to school, uh, teamwork. So there's so much more in there. 
um, I'll say, you know, I've had one parent, I, I do this lesson all the time where I get the kids to sit on their soccer ball. And I had one parent say to me, this seems dangerous. And they're at home now, always wanting to sit on balls and they're falling to me or to parents, you might see something dangerous. I'm seeing, you know, learning to use their core, they're learning balance, they're self-regulating, they're, there's so much more behind one little thing that we're teaching that might seem, you know, inconsequential, but it's so important to their, their learning and their development. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's not like you're telling them to like jump off couches or jump off like high blocks or something like that, mm -hmm. where they're going to like take that and, and do it at home sitting on a ball. I think mm -hmm. that's, that's a, a regular skill that you'd learn. And yeah. I really love that you guys hold them on Sundays because especially in the winter, we're always looking for something fun to do as a family that you can like get your kids like out running around and playing while also learning some great skills. Cause during the week it can be hard because it's dinner time, it's rush time. And, and again, if you do have younger ones, you're getting them in bed. And so it just doesn't yeah. always happen. So I like that it's on a Sunday. And you know, what's great because we run all of our classes concurrently, you can have your 18 month old in our baby class and your four-year-old in our kids class at the same time. We often have groups of mummies sitting on the sidelines with all of the newborn babies and like a little mummy group going on. So mm -hmm. it is really a family event. We have a lot of dads that will take um, the little ones to give moms or vice versa mm -hmm. a break at home while they're with the baby. So um, it's a great opportunity for um, families to spend mm -hmm. together or mm -hmm. um, a part of that's needed. <laughs> Now, do you guys have any other sport activities that are offered right now, or are you planning on on expanding in the future? Not right now. Not well. We, we're focusing on soccer, but I'm really excited, and this is like a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> we are preparing to launch an intergenerational class. Oh my! So, I'm so excited. Yeah. So we're launching with um, the local Waterside uh, retirement residents. And we're going to be coming in once a week, bringing the, the toddlers and kids um, and having seniors engage as well. So it's, well, it's not just music. We'll be doing music and movement. We'll be doing art. We'll be doing some baking classes and also some um, like physical activities that are beneficial for both the seniors to get up and moving as well as the toddlers to get to learn their physical literacy as well. I'm really excited for this. So it'll be a yes. rotating kind of schedule every four weeks. Um, every week is something different, different seniors, different kids. Um, and I know that some of our parents that are interested in this program, obviously it's not for everyone, but the parents that are interested, I think it's going to be fantastic. Oh yes. I'm, I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Beneficial both ways. Kay, who was the brainchild behind this genius the, idea? We were actually approached. <laughs> we were uh, approached by the Waterside yeah, Retirement. No yeah. way. Why did we think of this? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing they, though, that they were the ones that reached out to you guys and yeah, proposed yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, I know we are. Yeah. They had just proposed some music and movement and getting some engagement going, which is obviously difficult because of COVID and, you know, making sure that the seniors are safe. So it's going to be full, a fully masked program, not for the kids, but any parents coming, yeah. it's going to be fully All masked. Right. But when we went to go see the space, we were like, there's a theater, there's a baking room, there's an art room. Like, why don't we go big with this? So I'm but like, why isn't there daycare there? Yeah. And I was like, how amazing would it be to like have both groups mm -hmm. together? So this is what we're excited about. Yeah. How amazing is that going to be though for the seniors? And like, especially okay. like they, especially like quieter people who just don't want to come out of their rooms and they don't want to engage or they're just like, you know, I don't want to see Betty down the hall again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. this just kind of like encourages and brings some light and something different. And then of yeah. course, like yeah. it gets the kids, you know, involved too. And I, yeah. I just love this idea. Yeah, I know. I know. We're so excited. Yeah. And I mean, everyone knows 
like the older generation loves the younger ones so yeah. I'm expecting a lot of cheek pinching and <laughs> some bouncing on the knees and like you were saying you know just eventually you never know an in-person daycare spot might open up here too yeah second frog's one yeah. <laughs> so the community has spoken ladies too and you guys have listened and infant classes will soon be offered if they haven't been rolled out just yet so what can parents expect for their little ones and what types of skills will they develop so the infant classes, again, this was kind of the most uh, requested thing when we before we launched. Uh, before we opened, we actually put out a survey saying, what do you guys want? We're coming. What do you want? And infant classes was like the number one. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, the teacher that was going to do our infant classes, she took a job at a school board. We lost that. Um, so we've been kind of working on getting this back. And I'm really excited to have a great teacher on board now. So our infant classes are going to be twice a week. It's going to be during the week, um, kind of, uh, you know, in the morning. So during that normal early on time. But I want to stress, it's not a play group. So much like our music and movement and our soccer classes, everything is fully planned. We are we have weekly schedules, which will be made available to all the parents beforehand. Um, it'll be five set up in five week programs and you can attend either once a week or twice a week and again we're hitting those ages and stages milestones so we're looking at you know can the kids can the little ones hold their head up are they do they have the physical literacy skills are they hitting those developmental you know even sight milestones so if I could show you our lesson plans it's crazy because you know, we're looking at zero to 12 months and the milestones within that age range are wild and the things that they learn and they they can start to grasp. So we're literally looking at, you know, zero to three, three to six, six to nine, nine to 12 months. What are they supposed to be doing? So all of the activities, um, a lot of hands-on, a lot of sensory play, a lot of uh, movement and just making sure that those babies are, you know, where they need to be. So as part of the program, the parents will also be given these little cue cards. So when we're doing an activity, they can look at the cue card for their age range and go, okay, this is how I should manipulate this activity for my age infant. I'm really excited about it. Again, it's in five week uh, terms. So we are looking for people to register for those five weeks rather than drop in um, just so that they're getting everything out of it that, that we're hoping. Well, ladies, you guys are doing such a great job. And again, you're providing something totally different that is so well needed in uh, in the community. And so um, I'm really excited for more people to get to learn about speckled frogs and sign up for your programs because it just they sound amazing. And especially for for the young ones to do something a little bit different. So where can people learn more about speckled frogs? How can they get involved? How can they sign up their kids? Give us a scoop. Yeah, we have a couple of spaces left. I think one. No, we we have a few spaces left in the different ages for soccer. Yeah. Um, you can find us at uh, specklefrogs.ca and you can book in for a free trial at our soccer class or our music and movement class. Um, you can also very soon on our social media on Instagram, which is at speckledfrogscp. Yeah, we're going to be posting about our infant classes, our intergenerational classes that are coming. In January, we actually just launched our birthday party services. So we will be as hands-on or hands-off as you would like with birthday parties. Um, we've already hosted four birthday parties. Um, our first, they wanted us to do the decoration, the hosting, the activities, face painting, um, all the whole shebang. So we did that. We booked a space. We got it all done. Another one, we just came to um, the little birthday boys home and did a music and movement class for all the babies. Um, we're really excited about the birthday parties and we'll come to you. We'll do as much or as little as you want. Um, but those birthday parties are really getting, getting yeah, traction, getting traction. And we're excited about that. 
Ladies, thank you so much for being part of OB Boss Babes. I appreciate it so, so much. And it was so nice meeting both of you. Yes. Thank you so much, Holly. We yeah. had so much fun. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Boss Babe Corner with the ladies from Speckled Frogs. Like they were saying, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram, so please be sure to give them a like and a follow. Send them a message if you're interested in learning any more about their programs. Check out their website because it's so cute, it's so fun, and you'll learn a lot more about their parties and their soccer programs and everything else that they're all about. Follow us as well, OB Boss Babes Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and be sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now.